It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m. So that means you're tuned in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we got a great one dialed up for you this evening. I'm going to talk uh, college, no, college football national champion has been uh, crowned. Michigan Wolverines, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk some NBA. John Morant came back after 25-game suspension. Now he's out with a, a shoulder injury. Draymond Green has been reinstated. Going to talk playoffs uh, for sure. NFL, can't wait for that to uh, dive into that for, uh, for sure. But we do have some breaking news, and I can't wait to talk about this with, uh, with E. Scott because we do have a lot of NFL um, uh, coaching uh, firings, uh, if you will. But Nick Saban. Of uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide has retired, ladies and gentlemen, and we're definitely going to dial into that. Plus, E. Scott's entertainment segment at the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen, I'm putting up to 25. So if you think you can get, if you think you can beat me, come get me. I'm putting up to 25 tonight. So let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother? Leaning to the side, but you can't speed through two miles an hour, so everybody sees you. <laughs> e. Scott always sl- sliding in smoother than the fresh jar Skippy, man. <laughs> All right, let's dive into it. E, let's dive right into it because we got, to use your term, we got a plethora of uh, topics to talk about this evening. E, um, this wasn't on the list, but this is what happens. It's, uh, it's breaking news in the last two hours. Uh, e. Scott, Nick Saban, some people call him Nick Satan, um, Alabama Crimson Tide head coach has retired, man. Um End of an era, uh, for sure. E. I mean, one of the I think one of the best coaching performances this season by getting Alabama in the top four, and uh, you know ultimately going down to the uh, you know the the, uh, the defending cha- or not defending the um, the champions, the ultimate champions uh, in, in Michigan Wolverines. Give me your thoughts on Nick Saban. You know, what's the first thing that came in mind when you hear him retiring? And um, and is it are we going to see another coach have the same have a similar career or close to the career that Nick Saban has? Well, when I first saw it, I had to fact check it because I thought it was fake news because I didn't think Nick. <laughs> I figured Nick would die on the sideline. I didn't think he would ever retire. Right. Uh, but kudos to Nick. I like Nick. I'm a Nick guy. He used to be at LSU. Brought us a national championship. Yeah. I've always liked him. Like you mentioned, this was probably the least talented team he's had in a while, and he was able yeah. to get them into the college playoffs. So good job there. As for will there be another Nick Saban? Uh, Kirby Smart, maybe? I mean, I don't know, because I'm of the mindset that Kirby Smart got a raw deal. 
um, this year yeah. because I do think Georgia was a better team than Michigan. I think Georgia beats Michigan six days a week and twice on Sundays, given the teams that they had this year. But that's neither here nor there. So the closest guy that I that I can think of, because I'm not a Dabo guy at all. Even if Dabo no. was one win behind Nick Saban, I wouldn't give him any credit because I don't like him. But um, <laughs> right now, I would probably say Kirby Smart. Yeah, he, and when you look at Saban's resume, I mean, I'm close to 300 uh, victories, seven national championships between LSU and, and Alabama. Um, and, you know, he lost to uh, you know, Michigan, and he, and he ultimately became the champions in Michigan in a tight game, too. A lot of people felt as though that game was really close, um, you know, between, you know, Michigan and Alabama. They had a chance to win that. A lot of people saying, you know, the last play of the game um, – uh, for, for Alabama was, um, you know, was questionable, you know, at, at best. You know, they went into overtime. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, what you said. It's, it's his best coaching job, I think, um, in his illustrious career, man. If you, 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 you break it down and you look at everything that he has accomplished, I think this is probably the best coaching job because that he's done because of the fact that the matter is all those other teams that we talked about when the seven national championships, they probably were, you know, the most talented. I think this is probably the – not the I think they, I would say it to say it's safe to say that it's the least most talented team that he has that he had in his career and he's taken them down you know as far as you know you know one game away from the championship one play um if you will away from a championship so yeah when we see another I you know I you know that's a great question I mean not because I pose it just because it's a, it's a question that everyone's going to ask you know will we see another uh, Nick Saban um you know Kirby Smart you, you have to immediately go uh you know go to him because you know they won back-to-back national championships and like you alluded to E you know they they had a chance well they they we thought that they would get an opportunity to win win three in a row I thought then I thought the Georgia Bulldogs you know should should have been in there <clears throat> excuse me because I you know you, you couldn't convince me that there were there were four teams better than than Georgia this year and that includes Alabama and Texas um as well I, I thought it, it was you know Michigan I thought it was you know out Georgia you know Washington we'll talk about them in a second and you know you could throw any of those other teams in there but I just didn't believe that Georgia um uh, was not out of the uh, was was should have been out of the equation, but nonetheless, Nick Saban and, and you know going back to him has just done a phenomenal job, man. And and it leads me to this next question: E, you know, no Nick Saban on the sidelines for the uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide. That's going to be very strange to see. E. So with that being said, right now they're saying Dan Lanning, the uh, head coach at uh, at Oregon is the leading candidate. His name is being thrown around as the next head coach of Alabama Crimson Tide. How do you feel about that? Or is there another name that, you know, you, you know, you'll throw out there, you know, that you think that would be a good fit for Alabama? Well, if any of the guys, not any, but a lot of the big name guys that came from the Nick coaching tree, I think mm-hmm. would be a good choice. Um, I'm surprised nobody has mentioned Jimbo Fisher, but I guess because he got unceremoniously rolled up by the Texas A&M, yeah. his name is yeah. not hiding these streets right now. But um, Dan Lanning, I don't know much about him because I don't watch a lot of Oregon football, but I do think right. it will be somebody that comes from Nick's coaching tree, um, which, which, which would be good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree there. I think, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to, you know, if he has, any say into picking his, um, you know, his, uh, you know, his 
You know, the, the guy's going to replace him. So, yeah, successor, I'm sorry, I lost that word there. His successor there, um, you know, you, you got to wonder if he's going to play a part in that, if he's going to be able to handpick um, his successor uh, there. It's going to be very interesting to see how that's handled. It's, and it's going to be a huge payout too, E, because you know he had in his contract – I don't know the entire contract, but I knew I know that one of the stipulations in this contract that if anybody made more money than him, then he would automatically be paid more than him. I think it was a dollar more. I'm not sure exact amount, but he would pay, be paid more than that particular coach. There was no going to the back to the negotiation tables. It was just automatically renewed or automatically changed to make more money than, than that coach. And that's that's a heck of a deal there, man. Yeah, you know you got clout. <laughs> you know you got clout when you just say I'm putting into my contract like I'm going to be the highest paid. If somebody else out there gets more money than me, it immediately goes. You know, my next direct deposit is going to be more than that person's direct direct deposit, uh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's um definitely we're, we're seeing a lot of you know changing of the guards, if you will, with these head coaches. We're, and we'll dive into NFL head coaching uh, uh, for sure. And, you know, we've got some names out there that, that's been thrown around in the NFL. So let's just dive into that, E. Let's, 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 um, let's segue to the, uh, the NFL. And I want to talk about some of these coaches because you and I talked about this. You know, off air, you know, you, know, you gave me a list of who would be on the list of the Black Monday. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you don't know, Black Monday is, um, you know, the, the, the Monday after the last regular season game of the year. And that's generally when coaches – you know, who are in the hot seat, um, you know, pretty much go go to die, if you will, go to get, or go to fire, get fired. Um, you'll see a lot of lists. Uh, you'll see a lot of guys there. I don't know how I did, E. I think I got maybe one or two right. I don't know. The, I don't know if you have the list in front of you as far as yeah. what I sent well, to you. Go ahead. So I, I pulled it up just before we went live on the air. Mm-hmm. And right out the gate, you came out strong. First one, Ron Rivera, gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arthur Smith, gone. Mm-hmm. Then you had you had Brian Dable, he survived. Yeah, you had Jonathan yeah. Gannon, he survives. Dennis yeah. Allen, he survives. And then yeah. Mike Brable, gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah you, you you didn't do too bad. Yeah, and I, now you know the Mike Brable one, man. It's probably the biggest surprise out of all of them, to be honest with you. I put it in on I put it on the list because I heard rumblings that he would get he would let go, just like I thought um, Dable would get um, would get let go as well. But that's what I was hearing from you know here in New York. But that was mostly I think that was mostly fans. I don't know where I was hearing it from. But and like I said, and when I text you that, you know, I don't. I think he's safe. But I'm hearing rumors, <clears throat> so I just put his name on the list just in case I, you know, just in case it it came to fruition to make me look like I knew what I was talking about. But yeah, Mike Vrabel is, is is kind of a shocker. But I think that you know, for the most part, I, again, I was hearing rumblings about his name uh, being thrown around, but more so he. What the Titans didn't want to do, and they came out and said they didn't want to trade Mike Rabel. They wanted to end the, you know, end uh, the relationship with him, the partnership or whatever, you know, the relationship with him as quickly as possible. Because they were talks about trading him to, you know, other teams, uh, you know, obviously to get compensation. But now I'm hearing, you know, Bill, if Bill Pelichick is becomes available. Mike Vrabel might be that guy there. You know, you know. I think you know he played there. He's a defensive guy. They like the, Robert Kraft loves those de- defensive minded head coaches. So it's going to be interesting to uh, to see there. Also, another one came out, and I didn't have this on my list because I thought he would he would be there like a Nick Saban, and that's Pete Carroll. He, Pete Carroll 
has been let go. And that's, a, that's surprising. And uh, they're saying that, you know, he'll probably stay with the organization in some type of capacity. But, hey, when you when you saw Pete Carroll, the gum chewer, man, the jaw break, whatever you want to call him, man, I mean, good graces, a dude can chew gum. I, I mean, that I don't know how many pieces of gum he puts in his mouth. But nonetheless, um, what say you about the Pete Carrolling parting ways with uh, the Seahawks? I was really shocked at that one because, like, like you said, I thought Pete Carroll would be a mainstay, you know, there. And when they let him go, yeah, that was really shocking. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought he would be, yeah, I, like I said, I thought he would be there for, for a minute. Um, you know, as a 49er fan, man, you, you play them twice a year, and just seeing him on the sideline, it just he just irritates me. I mean, that's just the, you know, that's just the fan, 49er fan in me, man. Just something, him and 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 Sean McVay, um, they just bother, they just bother the mess out of me, man. They about their antics on the sidelines, man. It's just. It just annoys me, but you know, I you know I, that's that's respect at the same time, ladies and gentlemen. So just because I don't like you, don't mean I don't respect you. But you know, Pete Carroll won a championship, and um, you know, and a lot of people said he should have won too if they just handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. I don't think he, he I don't think he's ever going to uh, live that down. Uh, you know, against the Patriots and, uh, and that getting picked off at the one yard line. Um, but yeah, that that was very surprising to me. So, E, right now, I, you know, I know I didn't, didn't give, give this to you, but that right now we got seven teams who are without a coach right now. Um, we mentioned the Seahawks. Uh, we mentioned the Titans. We mentioned the Commanders. We mentioned the Falcons. Um, the Raiders are out there right now without a head coach. The Chargers are out there without a head coach. And the uh, the Panthers are without a head coach right uh, right there, um, E. And then you got some names being thrown around. We talked about Vrabel. We, we think a lot of people are saying Vrabel is going to get a job soon. And um, also we got Jim Harbaugh. A lot of um, a lot of talk about him coming back to the NFL, going back to the NFL, I should say. Any of these teams that you see Mike Vrabel going to that I just mentioned, um, and also Jim Harbaugh, what do you see these guys possibly landing at? Well, I think Vrabel is waiting to see what goes on in New England because I think Uh there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes there, and I think that's the job he wants. Um, Another one I I wanted to mention was um, the Raiders. I think Antonio Pierce should get that job. I mean, I think he's done a phenomenal job over there, and I'm I'm pulling for that, brother. As for Harbaugh, I think he's going to be like the aforementioned Pete Carroll. Remember, he won a championship at USC. Mm -hmm. The block got hot, and he ran to the NFL. (laughs) I think think that's what's about to happen with um, Harbaugh. He won a championship Monday night. The block is hot. The block is hot. So I think he's about to to get up out of there before sanctions come down because that championship will be vacated within the next seven to ten years. Yeah, you got to ask yourself about that, man. I mean, he's running for the hills, man, and will it be vacated? I mean, will the NCAA vacate that championship? Um, and and if it will it be sooner than later? You got to ask yourself what's going to come down, what's going to come out, and how it's going to be handled. Will they give it to Washington, or will it just be no champion in in two thousand for two thousand twenty four or two thousand twenty three? Excuse me. 2024 uh, season, how how they handle that because we we've seen them you know strip Reggie Bush of the Heisman Trophy, so you know everything Michigan can be stripped of the national championship, you know, and so and now, they better get the Reggie okay. Reggie's Heisman Trophy is actually um, vacant because I think who was mm-hmm. it was it Tim Couch 
whoever the guy was behind them, when they took yeah. him to Reggie, they tried to give it to him. He's like, no, nah, dog, I'm good. You don't, you, don't, yeah. you don't give me the left on. And I think that's right. what Washington would do here. I mean, I think we would just go, it would just be vacant because I, I don't think they want it that way. Yeah, and you know what? In, excuse me. I wouldn't want it that way either. I wouldn't want it that way, especially the way Washington will talk about the game, especially the way the Washington, you know, you know, you know, lost that game. But um, nonetheless, yeah, when you, when you look at this AI and you look at these teams, and I'm uh, as far as the teams that are, are right now without a head coach, going back to the Raiders, which you touched on a, a bit, um, Antonio Pierce is my guy too. He, I, I like him, man. I like what he brings to the table. I love his his uh, his intensity. Defensive-minded guy there, motivator. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say he's a rah-rah guy. He's a motivator. There's a difference between a rah-rah guy and a motivator. He's a motivator. He gets these guys ready to play um, week in and, and, and week out. So um, I, I would love to see that brother get that head coaching job. You know what? It's been since what Art Shell was the last brother that 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 coached there. So uh, I would love to see him. You know, get that gig. Um, Without a doubt, without a doubt, I would love to see him, uh, you know, get that. And I know they have to go through the process and and everything like that. They have to. I don't. I don't know if they have to interview him. I think they did all that. I don't know how they do it because we know we don't really know how the Rooney rules work. Well, he he he, he, he checks the boxes for the Rooney rules, so they good there. Yeah. Unless there's <laughs> right. a reverse Rooney rule that says you got to interview That's a white what... guy too. I, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. My point exactly. I don't know how the Rooney rule really works. It's Anybody would know how the Rudy Rule really works because I know that you bring in the brother, you know, you bring in a minority, excuse me, you bring in a minority to the building, but do you actually give them, you know, a legitimate, uh, you know, a legitimate interview? You give them legitimate uh, uh, consideration, you know, just because you bring them in the building don't mean, you know, you're 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 really considering them. But the Rooney Rule says you got to bring them in the building. you got to interview them. So, um, yeah, I don't know how that works, but I hope he gets, nonetheless, I hope he gets that um that gig, I think it's a good fit for both sides, to be perfectly honest with you. And I think he can get some free agents to, to want some legitimate free agents to want to come and uh, to go to play for him. I don't say come because I'm not a Raiders fan by any stretch, but um, to go to play for those uh, for those guys. All right, good stuff. And then let me let's let's touch a little bit here on, on this one. Is Ron Rivera dismissed by the Commanders? I think a lot of people knew that one. I think that was a layup for me. I would say a slam dunk, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm not tall enough to dunk, so that was an easy layup for me, uh, to be honest with you. So um, with that being said, we talked about, you know, the Rooney Rule. What chance do you give Eric Bieniemy um, to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? I think he has a shot given the new ownership group there in Washington. I know yeah. um, Irving Magic Johnson is heavily involved with that ownership group, and, you know, his voice carries a lot of clout. So I think this yeah. gentleman will be given a serious look, more serious yeah. than he's been given in the past. Yeah, I want to I want to believe that e because it's a new ownership because I just mentioned it's a new ownership so and, you know you look at it, it maybe it's a, it's a new Washington or you know, organization um, after they get their head coach they solidify their head coach um, new uh, you know magic get get a new stadium get a new stadium that's most uh, that's a raggedy stadium ladies and gentlemen and I'm speaking from experience I was there a couple of years ago uh, to watch my 49ers and that's one of the that should, that does that did not look like a uh, a a a professional an NFL stadium. That should not be uh, looking like that, in my opinion. So hopefully, 
we're going to get a new stadium in, in, in the works as well. But, yeah, Eric being to me, I, I don't know. You know, a lot of people are talking about how he's not a great interviewer, and, you know, it seems like he's – I don't want to say blackball, but it, it seems like, you know, there is a knock on, on him as far as being a head coach. We heard about it, you know, this season and, you know, in the preseason uh, that, you know, these players were complaining about how intense he was. And then Ron Rivera, you know, comes out and says that, you know, yeah, he's just a little too intense. And, you know, and sometimes you know, with, with these older guys and, and, and the era that Eric Bieniemy played, you know, in the 90s when he was with Colorado and, and when he played in the NFL as well, you know, some of these, these, these young guys nowadays, these young, young athletes, not just guys, but young athletes now, they just don't know how to respond to that, you know, that, that intensity, that tough, that hard nose, um, you know, type of, uh, you know, type of coaching, you know, um, if you will, that disciplinarian. That's why you see a lot of these young coaches now. You see all of these young coaches that are, you know, if they played football, they were still young enough to play in the league. You know, you look at the Kyle Shanahan's, look at the Mike Daniels, look at the Sean McVay's, the list goes on and on. You got to have coaches nowadays that with these young um, athletes, they got to be able to relate to these, these guys, not just on the field, but off the field as well. And that's why I think a lot of these guys didn't take too kindly to the way that Eric Bieniemy, um, um, you know, approached them and how he approached the game and and and, and, put and approached his offense. But maybe he'll tone that down a little bit. Maybe he'll make that adjustment. We'll we'll, we'll see uh, uh, for sure. All right, here. E, uh, let me see who else we got here. Uh, 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 I don't even want to touch on Arthur Smith, but e, <laughs> I do have to ask you this, man. The whole situation with Arthur Smith, man. We saw what happened between your 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 Saints and the Falcons, and I need you to because you're you're more in tune with the Saints. And I was watching that game. I actually had that game on the big screen, the, the, my TV one, as I call it, the main screen, because there was my 49ers in play to four. I put your gear, your guys on there. And after the game, he, what was going on? And I know that the Saints were up big. And they all had to do was to go to victory formation, but they decided to score. Jameis came, came, comes out and says it was a team decision. Arthur Smith didn't take too kindly to that. What say you about that whole situation and how you feel about it? Okay, here's the first question you should ask, Kay Walk. Mm-hmm. How is it you had a running back last year that led the league in touchdowns, and this year he only has one touchdown, and it came at garbage time in that game? That's question one. You should ask that to Dennis Allen. Okay. Secondly, I only loved it because it was against the Falcons. Yeah. Because you know I hate the Falcons. But fans <laughs> the Falcons, Jameis was 100% wrong for this. I mean, it's one thing if it's first and goal and you line up in the eye formation and you run a play. Still disrespectful. <laughs> but at least it's fair. When you come right. out and go in the victory formation, <laughs> the defense is lax. They they think you're just about to kneel the ball. And then to get a garbage touchdown in that situation, it, it, it it's low budget. It's low rent. It's Bush League. And, and I didn't like it at all. I did like it because it was against the Falcons. But that's right. the only reason why. Now I saw my man Shannon said Jameis should be traded. He's absolutely right because you can't keep Dennis Allen – and Jameis at this point, because now it looked like Jameis run the team. Jameis said it was a team decision. 
Okay, it may have been, James, but at that point in time, you're leading the team. If D.A. had sent in victory formation and you decide to run a play out of victory formation, that's insubordination. At, at the very, that's grounds for termination. I mean, that's more than a write-up. That's, that's grounds for termination. <laughs> but, again, since it was against the Falcons, I love their minute of it. And now Arthur Smith yeah. was hot. He didn't even want to shake yeah. his hand. And then and yeah. D.A. got a bad rap on that one because, you know, he didn't call that one. But, again, D.A., how you got the dude who led the league in touchdowns last season and he has no uh-huh. touchdowns this season? That's the question you should be asking. Yeah, I didn't like the way they used uh, Alvin Kamara, first and foremost. I'll dive into a little bit to that as much as I possibly can. But, yeah, but going back to – the author Smith and the DA Dennis Allen, um, you know, for for you ladies and gentlemen who don't know who DA is, the head coach of the uh, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, he, I saw that and I'm like, okay, they're they're bringing in James Winston. Then I think James Winston, like, listen, I'm you know, if you're gonna bring me in here for this garbage time, you can easily you don't bring me in, you know, when it's third and one, third and one, you don't bring me in. You bring in Taysom Hill. You bring in Taysom Hill for this package. You bring in Taysom Hill for this. Hey, you bringing me in to, to to kneel on it? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to find a way to get out of here. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm good. Really? This is you going to do? You all these all these these plays we got and all these packages we we you know we got developed or we got in place. Um, and you're going to bring me in and kneel on the ball? Come on, man. You know, I'm I'm with Javis, man. I'm with James on this one because Oh, I say with James too again because it was against Atlanta. Yeah. But there's no right. way DA and James can coexist in New Orleans after this. Yeah, and I and I think that, you know, and that's my the next thing is um um I think that James Winston should be a starter somewhere else, man. I think I really do. I think he has an opportunity and it, and and as much as it pains may pain you to hear this, I think you know a good fit may be in Atlanta. Uh, maybe Russell Wilson will be there, but I think, you know, they're going to go after one of these two guys, man. I don't know if the Saints and the Falcons would trade with one another. Um, I know it's an in-division, uh, individual, uh, uh, you, know, you know, trade. I don't know how often that happens. Well, in we the, got uh, him the, from Tampa. You traded for him? You traded for him? Uh, well, no, he may have been a free agent. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I was going with that. And and yeah, I don't know if they'll trade uh you know, trade him, but I, I, I can see him, you know, in Atlanta uniform if they're willing to trade in 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 the in the division, um, for sure. But I, I like James Wilson uh well uh Winston going there. And, you know, possibly some other places, depending on where else some of these other co- – I mean, where are these guys land? You know, maybe the Raiders. We talked about the Raiders. Um, that's a good landing spot. But I think Jameis Winston can still start in the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. I really do believe that, you know, with the right system, the right situation, he'll – you know, he, he can he can still do some damage, man. And I think, you know, Jameis Winston took offense to that, man. Like, listen, man, I'm not coming out here to do this, man. I'm, I'm you know, I'm an NFL starter. <laughs> I'm the only quarterback to throw for 30 yards – I mean, 30 touchdowns and 30 plus interceptions in the in in, uh, in the league at the, you know at the same time so but yeah man I mean all seriousness um yeah I agree with uh, James Winston man if he did uh, do that um then you know I talked to him and you know just saying listen 
you know, you can bring me out here, man. I'm not, I'm gonna go out here. I'm gonna make some noise. I'm gonna score on this one, man. I'm gonna score on this. I'm not here to kneel. Anyone can kneel. You could, you could have put a lime in there and just have them report as eligible, and I can kneel on that, and they can kneel on that. So I agree with Jameis Winston on on, on that one uh, for sure. All right, uh, good stuff. What we're gonna do here is uh, we're gonna grab our uh, our first break. When we come back, I wanted to uh, we're gonna talk about this weekend's games. We got the matchup, um, you know, the matchups all laid out uh, for the AFC and the NFC as well. Got our good buddy, uh, Special K, holding on, so we'll bring him in after the break uh, for sure. So we got to stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We got a, a bunch left. We're going to talk, still talk college football. We're going to talk about the national championship between Washington and Michigan. Also want to talk on some uh, John Morant and, uh, and uh, Draymond Green um, as well, and so much more, ladies and gentlemen. Again, it's Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott. Or never had it so good sports radio. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, aka Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break and they'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile, LLC, is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Welcome back, welcome back. It's Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us uh before the break, uh we were talking about the head coach and vacancies, uh also uh Nick Saban retiring. If you you know been living under a rock for the last three or four hours, Nick Saban has retired, uh, you know, from college football, from the uh, Alabama, from University of Alabama. 
and we were talking about, you know, his possible predecessors there and, um, you know, what his career was all about. I want to stay on the NFL talk here. Ian, got to talk to him. We got to talk the uh, NFL playoffs. The playoffs have been set. Got our good buddy, Mr. Special K on. Uh, Mr. Special K, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's everybody? Hey, what up, K? Doing well, doing well, doing well. Appreciate you as always, brother. Yeah, so I mean, good, I mean, impeccable timing on your part there, brother, because you know, you got I'm hurt, the. Uh, though, man. <laughs> I'm hurt. I ain't get to talk about Jameis. You know what I'm saying? Like, you oh, know, no, no. my so, boy, you know my go boy ahead, did some Jameis things last Sunday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's all fun, man. It's all fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, that's that's my guy. I don't care what how they slice it. Jameis is my guy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And apparently, he's uh, he's becoming one of the favorites of the league. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, yeah. I, will, I, I will speak to that, K-Walk. Um, Davis has mm-hmm. always been such a case guy. When he was with the Bucks, okay. even when he came over to the Saints, our number one rival, he stayed with Davis. I will give him that. He's telling the truth. Okay. Yeah, Davis is my right. guy, man. I mean, people think I just be talking because I'm a Florida State fan, this, that, and third. Mm-hmm. I really feel like Davis gets a bad rap, you know. I mean, people okay. talk about the 30 interception year, this, that, and the third. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they don't talk about he threw for 5,000 yards that year. You know, and here it is. We yeah. ran two years now with 17 games, and they nobody touched 5,000. So, you know, yeah. um, exactly. you know, I, I think I think James gets a real bad rap. You know, I think if real football heads actually go back and watch those games that year, yeah. they'll see more than half of those interceptions wasn't his fault. But, you know, I digress. No, no, I continue, man. That's your guy, man. And I and I and I talked about it last night on on the show that I do, and the sideline speaks with myself, Jason Collins, and Brittany Jones, seven p.m. live on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Shameless plug there, but um, yeah, I agree. And I and I posed the question to 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 my host, uh, uh, Kay, and I said, you know, will Jameis? I said, well, I said Jameis Wilson, uh, Winston, excuse me, will be a starter next year. And you know, do you agree with that or do you disagree with that for the most part? And um, a couple, I think one said yes and one said no, they, we would, he would, and when one said he would not be a starter. I think he will be a starter next year, I mean, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and, and Kay especially, because I do believe that, you know, he's in a situation right now where, you know, he's in a situation where, you know, you got Derek Carr, you paid him all that money, and you got to you got to play him. And then you got a guy, you know, in, in Taysom Hill, who's very versatile. He can do a lot of different things, play a lot of different positions. So that it's hard for Jameis Winston to, to actually get out there. And you know, and he's in a situation where I don't think he's doing this. That he hopes, you know, not hopes, but he has to rely on someone being, um, you know, getting hurt or, or something like that. Um, but Jameis uh, Winston, in my opinion will be a starter next year. Um, I, I think he's, you know, I think you touched on a little bit as far as they're going to, you know, they're possibly leaning towards trading him. But I don't see him being in the Saints uniform next year, but I do see him being a starter somewhere else. But, Kay, what, what say you about your guy, Jameis Winston? Do you see him being a starter somewhere else? Um, hmm. That's tough, man, because, um, as I said, he has a bad rap when it comes to coaches yeah. and things of that nature. Um, I think I think I think he's gonna kind of need the perfect setting, um, and you know, perfect being a loose word, but um, I think I think it has to be you know the good pieces around and you know the right coaching staff that that knows how to handle somebody like Jameis. I mean, we had it here, you know, honestly, 
Um, if you go back and look at the year that 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 Lovey was here, um, Jameis only threw what fourteen interceptions that year. You know, which yeah. for some people that's still a lot, but you know, with the name that he has, that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? And we had a promising year. We didn't make the playoffs, but it was a promising year. Things was on the up and up. A month after the season, though, we're love is out of here. Like, what happened? You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, it, it doesn't get talked about that Jameis had, what, uh, four four offensive coordinators in five years here? But yeah, every that's other quarterback, that's, that's, that's an excuse. You know what I'm saying? But Jameis doesn't get that same pass. You know, as far as uh, next year, one, I do think he'll be out of New Orleans. Um, uh-huh. But starting, I would love to see it. So let me be clear on that, but I don't. I'm, I can't say for sure that it happened. I think it, it all depends on how the draft pans out, you know, for teams yeah. like a Washington, Atlanta, you know what I mean. Uh, but you know, if that draft doesn't work out too well, then yes, I could see it. Will somebody trade for him? I don't know if they'll trade for him, but um, that, ain't James free agent this year? I think James is free, ain't he? He just restructured his deal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's not locked in, though. He's not locked in. Yeah, see, being a team guy, though, man, ah, oh, man, I mean, I, I love it for him and I hate it for him at the same time, you know, because he got a job. Yeah. He's feeding his family, feeding his kid, you know what I mean? But in the same breath, you know, he's not, he he's better than the average. Hell, I still say, you can't say it's 32 quarterbacks that's starting in the NFL that's better than Jameis. Not I all thirty-two. Okay. So you yeah, know, I, I don't know, man. I don't think he'll be starting. I don't think he'll be brought in as a starter. Let me say that. Um, will yeah. he earn it once in house? Maybe so, but brought in, I can't see that. Yeah. So, I, 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 here's here's why I don't think he'll be a starter. Uh, okay. Well, one, I read I read an article earlier that said they won't play Jameis in New Orleans because they know he's better than Carr, and then it wouldn't make sense that you gave Carr all this money and Jameis yep. plays better. Now, that, that, that wasn't from Wolves or Shefty or none of them, but I did read that article. Secondly, like Kate just mentioned, there's 32 teams in the league. Out of those 32 teams, there was only nine teams who had uh, that had a starter that started all 17 games. Again, 32 mm-hmm. teams, there was only nine guys that started all 17 games. So if Davis was going to go somewhere and start, this was the year. The quarterback yeah. was breaking down left and right. I mean yeah. – I mean, did I think, and I don't, I don't know if you get that same scenario next year. But, but I do think Jameis is up out of New Orleans. I'm with Kay. He probably backs up somewhere, and then again, somebody get hurt, Jameis can come in and start because um, he should be starting in New Orleans because it's obvious he's better than Derek Carr. But Derek Carr makes yeah. a plethora of money, yeah. and you don't, you don't want to look silly. Yeah. And I, and I and I I apologize to you, E, and I apologize to the Saints fans. And in the beginning of the season, when they signed Derek Carr, I said it was a good I said it was a good move for them. I didn't realize Derek Carr was going to play that badly and it just hurt. I, I apologize to the the Who That Nation. So if I'm on Bourbon Street anytime soon, ladies and gentlemen, please don't hit me with too many beads or anything like that, any any beer bottles or anything like that. But yeah, I think that you know it'd been a good fit there, man. And like you mentioned, E, 
you know, there were a lot of opportunities for him. Atlanta was one. Um, at one point, Minnesota was a, an opportunity. We see all these quarterback the carousels. The Jets, yes, yes, great point there, great one there. The Jets, possibly, you know, well, Titans. I, I just don't know what's going on over there, man. They they didn't get my man Malik Willis the fair fair deal, man. Or, uh, you know, by any stretch. But yeah, I mean, I, there's I, a few I, I, teams that need to take a look at Jameis. I mean, the Giants yeah, is one of them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. New York as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Washington, you could look at Washington as well. I know Sam Howell. Actually, Sam Howell was playing pretty decent, but he kind of tapered off at the latter part of the season because at one point throughout the season, Sam Howell was leading the league in, in, in yards, passing yards. So it's got to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if Jamin stays in that spot if he wants to, if his agent reaches out to you know the the brass of the Saints and said, listen now, you know, I, I, you know, I think it's best that we, you know, we go our separate ways, if you will. Um, all right, let's let's dive into the uh, the playoff talk here, Ian. We got we got uh, we got games lined up, man. We got the wild card. We got. I want to start off with um, with the first game, the, the, which is the last game of the weekend, but it's probably the biggest game of the weekend at the same time, if you ask me, E. And I'm not just saying that because Kay is on, but we got the Eagles, man. We got the Eagles who are, um, you know, what, one and five right now in their last six games after starting 10 and one. They haven't really been the same. I'm not saying it's my 49ers, but they haven't been the same after that 49er loss. I don't know if the 49ers took something from them, but at the same time, e, let's, let's dissect this game. How much chance do you give the Eagles in this game? They're going to Tampa Bay, you know, right now, and they're not, you know, playing their best ball, obviously. Um, and with that being said, I feel some, I feel some type of way. I don't know what it is, but I got a feeling that the Eagles may be playing possum. Um, please tell me that I'm wrong here, Ian. Give me your, your thoughts and opinions on on this game. You know, I think you're absolutely spot on with them playing possum because if you would have asked me this last Wednesday, I would have said Tampa Bay has a shot because the Eagles weren't playing well, Jalen Hurts is hurt, and, and Baker Mayfield is playing well. Then we fast forward to Sunday where all the Tampa's people out there, they didn't sit, guys. They played all the people. Uh-huh. They could only score nine points against Carolina. Me and you, Special uh-huh. K, and nine dudes we don't – and, um, and um, <laughs> Um, eight, eight. Uh, yeah, eight dudes we don't know can can score more than three field goals against the <laughs> Carolina Panthers. But I mean, it could have been that in a given Sunday they just played down to that competition. I don't know, but I do right. think it will be interesting because if you can yeah. muster up three field goals against Carolina. <laughs> The Eagles are going to come to play. You're gonna. It's going to take more than three field goals to beat the Eagles. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's going to it's going to take more than that. Even as bad as the Eagles have been playing, I you know I think you know it's going to be an extra added motivation, or um, if you will, it's the playoffs. Uh, their reputation is on the line. Obviously, the season is on the line. We've seen how they look again. As I mentioned, one in five in the last six games um, that they played. Uh, and you know that injury to to uh, Jalen Hurst looked ugly, but it looked like he just pretty much just shook it off. It looked like he's it's, a, it's an injury that he's had before, 
and, you know, they popped it back in, and, he, you know, he's good to go. A.J. Brown went down with that knee injury, but, you know, he didn't come back. But from what I'm hearing, you know, that was just precautionary. That game at that point, at that point, they, uh, you know, they saw Dallas beating up on the commander. So there was no need for them to, you know, risk any further injury um, uh, for sure. But, uh, you know what, I'm saying that the Eagles are playing possum. You know, when we we saw that game, E, uh, and, and, and K, ladies and gentlemen, for that matter, the Buccaneers, man, I, I didn't know what to say. I thought the Panthers were going to pull that out, man, because I really thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as he kind of alluded to, is that played down to their competition. I don't think we're going to get that same Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, uh, team uh, that we saw last week. Uh, I, you know, their home game, they're hosting a home, uh, a home playoff game. It's Monday night. Uh, it's, the, it's the defending NFC uh, champions, um, you know, but – I don't know how to pick this one, ladies and gentlemen. This is a coin toss because I, I'm going to pick the Eagles because I think the Eagles are playing possum. I'm going to pick the Eagles in a, in a really close one here. But, Kay, this is your team in the Buccaneers. You take it away. How you feel about this, your, your, your team playing down to the Panthers and how you feel they're going to perform against the Philadelphia Eagles. Understood. Um, so let's, let's, let's start with last Sunday, right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Well, actually, let's start with last Wednesday. On the show, I told y'all I was scared of this game um, you did. because, you know, it's, it's it's the last game of the season. You know, cats are playing for their job. You know, they want to look good, you know, so at, at least the team will give them consideration coming into the next season. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's that we played down. I think Carolina played up. Um, okay. And if you go back and look, um, their defense is really not trash. Is their offense yeah. that, that, you know, puts them in a bad predicament. So, um, I, I think their defense is better than what's given credit. However, we don't have a, uh, quote-unquote, explosive offense either. I mean, we got Baker back there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, you know, just like early in the season, we started off good. Uh, at one point, I uh, had a three-, four-game win streak. Then we lost, what, three-, four in a row. Uh, then we won three in a row. You know what I'm saying? It seems like once Baker get on that pedestal and, and, and people start saying, oh, Baker, come back here, blah, 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 he go out there and wet the bed, which he did last Sunday. Um, so, you know, that's why I was scared of that game. Now, this Eagle game, the way I feel about this, um, you know, it's, it's a repeat. You know what I'm saying? September 15, 2023, the Eagles came down to Tampa. You know what I'm saying? And, and throughout the season, they're the only team that had a running back. Um, hold on, let me let me let me let me rehash. I think they may have been two, but I know the Eagles for sure is the only team, one of the only teams that had a running back that hit that hit a hundred yards on us. So okay. um, I think that's going to be extra motivation for the defense to make sure that don't happen. Um, also, with that though, uh, the Eagles ain't been running the ball as good past five, six, seven games. So um, I I think that's more in the Bucks' favor than anything else. Because if you can't run the ball, that means we can let Winfield roam back there and, and, and get off. You know, I mean, the man has over 100 tackles. Um, I may be a little off with the numbers, but it's like five, six interceptions, five, six sacks. You know what I mean? And he got the Pro Bowl snub. Like, we don't understand that here in town. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, he should have got in over Chubb. His numbers, not Chubb, but uh, uh, what's my guy in, in Arizona? Um, I can't think of his name right now, but but he should have got in over him. His numbers is way better. Um, 
I don't, I don't know, man. Arizona's not even in the playoffs, so I don't know how he got in over Winfield. But anyway, yeah, don't, yeah, um, don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, so you know what I mean. Uh, um, um, but anyway, um, it's it's a repeat, man, of September fifteenth. So, and, and they got to come back here on Monday night again. So, um, you know, fandom tells me we're gonna win. Sports fan tells me the Bucks gonna win. So. I'm rolling with my bucks, man. I'm sticking to the script of the season. We get the 21 first, and, hey, that, that's all she wrote. Um, and throughout the season, only one team has proved that wrong. So, um, yeah, I got my bucks, man. I got my bucks. I think I don't think the the Eagles are playing possum. I think they are who they are. Um, as I've said for a few different times on the show, um, I thought felt like they was just skating by through the season. You know, um, they, you know, play a little, I guess, a little possum throughout the game or whatnot, and then in the end they score a couple of touchdowns and come back or whatnot. Um, that's not going to happen against everybody, especially in the playoffs. And I don't yeah. think the Bucks is a team that you can play possum with and try to come back. Yeah. We ain't going to give up points and bunches. You know what I mean? You may score and you may beat us, but you ain't going to get points and bunches against us. That's not going to happen. Our defense is too good for that. So, yeah, Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do to them what the Giants did. I don't know if we call a score, but I'm going to call one 22-13. 22-13. All right. That's, that's, that's a realistic score there. Man. I, I like that one. I like that one. Uh, hey, did you give your prediction? I don't know if you gave it. You, just, you said the, you got, no, you got no, the Eagles. Uh, uh, I, I think so. Only because, I mean, I believe all that stuff K said, but I saw New Orleans going to Tampa and beat the brakes off of them a couple of weeks ago. So, and Philly is way better than New Orleans. Okay. All right. So, challenge. <laughs> challenge. All right. Good stuff there. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're we're definitely going to, uh, we're going to definitely going to see what that is. And um, we're going to be to. Well, I'm sorry. Let me add to that no, real quick. About 30 seconds. When when New Orleans came into Tampa, we was riding that win streak. I almost bet against us that week. So uh, that's just how I felt about that. Now now we done lost what we lost. Uh, we lost the New Orleans game. Um, uh, Should have lost the Carolina. <clears throat> I have us playing a whole lot better come Monday. So yeah, but twenty two thirteen. All right, all right. I, I ain't mad at it. I'm not. I'm not mad at it uh, by any stretch. All right, next game here, E, I'll stay with you on this one, is that um, we got – what's the game in? Well, I'm kind of mad at this game because of how the NFL did this, and it's only available on Peacock. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I have Peacock, but and I know a lot of us do, but there's a lot of us out there that don't. So, I mean, I think you're depriving some of these fans out there who are diehard and have been with the NFL for so many years, and, and you know, they'd be able to watch it on just regular TV. Even if you don't have cable service, you just, you know, you have antennas, you know, with the aluminum foil. You could be able to pick back in the day. You're going to be able to pick these games up. And this game is the, the Dolphins going into the Chiefs, E, and it's, uh, it's the, uh, the Saturday night game primetime game, and this could be considered the, the best matchup. I know I, I, I kind of promoted the, uh, the Eagles-Bucks, but uh, the Dolphins and Chiefs is an interesting game, and it's going to be 
below five uh, degrees. It's going to be uh, negative five degrees uh, temperature, excuse me, below zero, I was going to say, but uh, negative five degree uh, temperature there in Kansas City. We know the Dolphins are a warm weather city, obviously, but then you got the Chiefs. Just throw them in there as well. Those receivers in good weather, in mild weather, have a tough time holding on to that ball, catching that ball. E. Now, that ball is going to be extra slick on, on Saturday night, you know, with negative five degrees, what they're predicting. But um, how do you see this game playing out, Dolphins at Chiefs? Okay, let's start here with the NFL's greed, but putting it on Chiefs yeah. out. Well, we are about five years, maybe three to five years from the Super Bowl being behind the paywall. I mean, that's coming. The Super Bowl will be on a streaming service within the next five to seven years. And they've already priced the common man out of going to the Super Bowl. Now they're going to put it behind the paywall on regular TV. That's neither here nor there. Um, Miami going to get the break beat off of them. I know Kansas City going to have trouble catching the ball because it's cold. But I'm convinced Miami is insurance rock. Every time I watch them this year, <laughs> yeah. they've done very fraudulent things. I mean, they go out and beat up on Denver and score 70 points, but then come out and, and, and get the brakes beat off by Dallas, get the brakes beat off by Buffalo. I mean, they just they, – they, yeah. they, they are a fraudulent team. And if it, you think it's going to be cold – for Kansas City receivers, it's going to be equally as cold for them South Florida, for them South Florida boys. I yes, mean, Tyreek, Waddle, Mostert, the, the chance that Miami would have if they ground and pound were Mostert and A-chan. I'm talking from kickoff to to the red zone to run the ball, mm-hmm. run the ball, run the ball. I mean, because if you're going to lose the football game by your receivers dropping, I'm not saying run the ball the whole game, but go heavy on the run. I think that's the only shot you got. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to ask yourself, and I mean, I'll double up on this question. I'll, I'll make it a two-part question. Is how, you know, how confident are you in the Chiefs right now? It doesn't seem like the same old Chiefs that we're used to, to, to seeing, you know, or, you know, watching. It doesn't, they don't, it doesn't have that same feel like, oh, the Chiefs should be locked in. We don't see, I don't see anyone in their Super Bowl predictions that have the Chiefs um, going there, E. But what's your feeling on the Chiefs, even if they get past the Dolphins? What's their chief? Oh, what's your feeling on the Chiefs? Uh, you know, going forward, do you have that same that same confidence as you used to? No, I I, I think you know they. We haven't seen Kadarius Tony since he lined up off sides, and Mr. Taylor Swift <laughs> is just not being you know doing Mr. Taylor Swift like things, and so they they are down. They're not running the ball well. Patrick Mahomes can only do so much. I mean, on paper and with the eye test, they can't they can't hold a candle to Baltimore. I mean, I know anything can happen on any given Sunday, yeah. but yeah, I, I I yeah, I think it may be over in KC. The dynasty may be over. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you there. That's definitely a topic for another day. We'll definitely bring that up, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for that. But, Kay, what, what say you about this game? Dolphins at uh, Chiefs Monday uh, – excuse me, Saturday night. First, I'm going to address the debacle and, and, and them making people go subscribe to uh, Peacock um, or whichever one it is uh, to watch the game. I, I think that's a travesty, man. Uh, but sure, that goes back to when – the Monday night game first moved to ESPN. You had to have cable to have ESPN. Oh, yeah. The same deal. You know what I mean? Apps wasn't a big deal at the time. So I think mm-hmm. this is the NFL's model. You know what I'm saying? 
hey, keep pinching that cow so you can't pinch that cow no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just what it is, especially with them trying to take the sport global um, or make it even bigger globally. Um, I think it's just, just what it is. I don't like it, um, but I think that's just what it is. Now, as far as the game, I think exactly what he said is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think Miami's going to run the ball down Kansas' teeth. You know what I mean? Waddle's not playing. There's a few other right. people that are out as well. Um, so the pass game is not going to be what the pass game should be. I don't care if it's the same. Um, you know, 90 degrees out there, it's, it's still not going to look the same um, with right. those guys being out. So I think uh, they've been holding most or they held most of our last game um, to play him in this playoff game. They was in win or lose. That game was only for the division of title. So um, I think I think for sure they, they run the ball or at least attempt to run the ball down Kansas' throat. Um, so I think I, I take Miami – uh, yeah, that's hard, right? You don't know. 24, I'm going to say 24-17, man. 24-17. Okay. Most of the A-chain is, is, is tough. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Right. And if them boys get outside, you cancel Christmas. It's over. You know? So, Special K, five to seven what years, would a Super Bowl be behind the paywall? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If it's not sooner yeah. than that. K-Walk? Yeah. You know what, e, I, I have to. I never thought about it, but until you brought, until you just posed it. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys. It, it will be because it's the biggest money maker uh, of all time. You know, it's the most watched event probably, you know, throughout the year. So yeah, I'm going to say yes, definitely. I mean, cause yeah, Jeff, if, if, if Jeff pull out that pocketbook, and by Jeff I mean Bezos, and say, hey, dog, I want the Super Bowl over here, and they're like, Jeff, mm-hmm. what, what you willing to do to get it? He go right. a blank check. You write the amount. <laughs> you write the amount, right? I, I, and, and, yeah, I hope and, not because that means Hershey to be calling the game. Lord, how much? <laughs> yeah, fact. Yeah, that that yeah. You, you know that's rough. And they never get good games, man. On those, and and the quality of the games are always green, man. I don't know if you if you guys watch Thursday night football. It's they call it prime video. You should call it grain video, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's just the worst, um, in my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, I, 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 something that you touched on uh, there, uh, Kay, is that you mentioned that, you know, they're going to pinch the cow in, in, until, you know, they don't get anything out, um, and, you know, out of that. And that's what ESPN did do. You're right in that aspect there. You know, they went to ESPN. Then they ultimately kept it on ESPN. Then it went to their sister, uh, you know, their sister uh, um, channel, uh, ABC, your local ABC channel, you were able to get that. And I think that's what ultimately is going to happen is Peacock is going to do that and then ultimately get on, on, on NBC. But my thing is I don't understand because cause the same game, I mean, the same on the same day, which we're going to talk about this game next, is the Browns and the Texans, is they had the game, you know, going to be aired on NBC, Peacock, and Telemundo uh, for our Latino brothers and sisters, um, for sure. But um, I don't understand why the the I get it. I know I, I get you know it's the attraction. I get all that, but I don't understand why they can't do the same thing. But I, I get it. It's the cash cow <laughs> to to the case point, but um, nonetheless, but um. Uh, we're going to touch on that game a little well, bit in, if, a, in if a moment. If you look at it like this, K-Walk, the Cleveland-Texas game is on all three. That's for mainly people who already have Peacock. But if you put a better game on Peacock yep. only, you're trying to drive subscriptions. 
Absolutely. No, I know. I, I know. I, I get it. That's why I said it's a more attractive venue. I mean, you're going to get you're going to get those people going to go out there and get that free trial. Forget the you know forget to uh, to cancel it after the seven day event. All that good stuff, and then they get charged and all that good stuff. I I, I get the, the the marketing aspect of it. I really do, ladies and gentlemen. But at the same time, this is playoff football where everyone should be able to watch it. You know, it's no longer, you know, it's not the Sunday ticket any longer. They should be able to watch this, you know. Again, if you get a, if you get a signal, you should be able to watch these games for sure. All right, next game here, and I want to talk about E, and um, I know I saw I mentioned the Browns and the Texans, but I want to hold off on that just for a second. Um, the Packers are going into Dallas. Dallas is hosting a playoff game. Now the Packers, e man, I mean they're they're playing some sneaky good football. I think I, it's more so um, due to the play of Jordan Love. What say you about uh, this game, e? Can the Cowboys? Will the Cowboys um, advance, um, or do the Cowboys have to be put on notice because the Packers again they are sneaky good? What say you about this game? This is a Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon game at four thirty. But what say you, e? I do think Dallas wins this game, but a caveat, uh, a little something that came out of this, when they asked Jerry Jones, how safe is Mike McCarthy's job? Jerry Bush oh, yeah. said, we playing it ear by ear, game by game. That is not right. the type of bringing endorsement you want to give your head coach going into a playoff game. I mean, that that just, I mean, even if you don't mean it, you should say, I had all confidence <laughs> in the world in Mike McCarthy. He's our guy. He's long-term. He will retire Cowboy. Again, you don't have to mean none of that, but you could have, you know, said it. But right. I do think so. McCarthy is, is coaching for his life. Jared Jones and pretty much told the world, "Hey, McCarthy coaching for his life." And I just don't think Green Bay is ready yet. I know Jordan Love is playing better; they uh-huh. look better. But I just, I just, I don't think they're ready yet. So yeah, I got Dallas winning this one by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, and, and you what, and you make a great point there as far as, you know, because you kind of alluded to, like, you know, distractions there with McCarthy and, and things of that nature. There's also another distraction there. Um, there are whispers now that Pete Carroll's out of Seattle that you're trying to bring Dan Quinn in there, who used to be their, their defensive coordinator with the Legion, of, you know, who used to be the, you know, part of the Legion of Boom uh, there. He's the leading candidate to replace Pete Carroll. So that might be a little bit of a distraction there. Um but I know these guys are professionals, so they'll probably just, you know, say, okay, well, well, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But that's the only time you can cross the bridge is when you get to it. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think the Cowboys are, are, are playing um, good football right now at the right time. They're confident. They're at home. Um, so that's why I'm – that's the only reason why I'm going to pick the Cowboys, because they are at home. If it's on the road, my pick is different, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think they handle business. I think the Packers keep it close. It's a playoff game. I don't think we're going to see a blowout. Won't be surprised if we do. But I, I don't see. I don't see. A, um, I don't. I don't see a blowout. But I see a good game, and I think the, the, the Cowboys ultimately pull it out late in the um, in, in the fourth quarter. But Kay, what say you about this game? Um. So I. It's, it's funny, man, because. This this is I know I, I I called Miami over KC and technically that's an upset as well but um my my I got two true upsets this weekend uh okay. I got I, I like I like Green Bay over Dallas uh wow. 
like like you guys were saying, they they playing sneaky good football right now. Um, and Jordan Love, I mean, I, my my oldest son is a, is a Green Bay fan. You know, he goes against the house, so you know, I don't, I don't know know what's wrong with him. But anyway, uh, he's a Green Bay fan, so I watched three, three, maybe four, I think, four Green Bay games this year. And I have seen Jordan Love improve. Game, you know, for the games I've watched and highlights and things like that, he's improving uh, big time, you know. And fat, well, I, I shouldn't call it fast because he's fat for a while, but um, he's still not uh, 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 thought of doing what he's doing. Let me say that. Um, so yeah, I got I like Green Bay over over Dallas, man. He's real comfortable in that pocket. AJ's running the ball like like AJ runs the ball. Um, the tight end sneaky good. Um, defense is playing decent. Um, which to, with for Dallas, that's enough. Um, yeah, I, I got Green Bay sneaking in there and, and slapping Dallas in the mouth and, and, and running out of there with a cowboy hat. Um, <laughs> I, I, if I give a score, this, score, I, this one's going to be kind of high, though. I think I'm, I'm going to go 31-21. Wow. Okay. All right. E, we got uh, we we got something that you may like here, E, and um, we talked about the uh, the Eagles and we talked about the Bucks game. E, we got um, uh, our good our good friend, a good colleague, if you will, Miss Brittany Jones is joined the talk, um, and we brought her on, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know who Brittany Jones is, she's um, one of my my co-hosts on uh, the Sideline Speaks on Tuesdays, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> 7 p.m. catches it live YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, and you catch it tomorrow night on on Thursday nights with Princess Cooper, our CEO, and she knows uh, she knows sports right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Miss Brittany Jones, how are you doing this evening, my sister? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? What doing up, well, Brittany? doing well. <laughs> Go ahead, don't, don't take it no away. Stuff. You don't give me no crap right now. I don't want to hear it. I'll turn it over to E. E. called for you, Britt. E. called for you. So I'll turn it over to E. Scott. Britt, I've watched several Philly games this year. And Mm -hmm. and for lack of a better question, what happened? What's going on up there? I mean, it looks like the test push is all you got going. I mean, A.J. Brown is hurt. Um, Devonta Smith hadn't been doing Devontae Smith-type things. I don't think Jalen mm-hmm. is healthy. I will give you that. And your running mm-hmm. game hasn't, hadn't been great either. I mean, you started 10-1, and one, and then you dropped like five or six in a row. I, I just needed some sort of explanation. Now, now you said Philly. You talking about the baseball team? Well, we got to talk about that. We're going to talk about no. Ron Howard? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you took a back. I took it back, right? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um, to be honest with you, you know, when I watch the game, I know people say the running game is not doing well, but it's hard to say that when they're not really running the football, and that's been our issue. You know, if they run it once, then you know they only gain a yard or two. They just go away from it, and it just becomes strictly a passing offense, um, which everybody here in Philadelphia. Every Eagles fan hate that philosophy. The best way our team goes is through the run. It's been like that for years, but for some reason this coaching staff 
can't seem to figure it out. Um, but looking at the game, I, I don't know. Um, when I watch it, I just see lack of effort. Um, the guy is right there. You don't want to tackle the guy, you know. <laughs> He's right in front of you. You know, nobody's attacking the offense on the defensive side of the ball. You're waiting for the person to come to you to make the tackle. By that time, you know, they're going to just cross you up, not cross you up like it's basketball, but juke you out and they're gone. Um, it's a lot of young young guys, but I can't really put my finger on it, guys. Like, I really can't. I've heard people say they're playing possum. Um, I, I don't, I'm not too sure about that one. I don't <laughs> – I don't know. Um, I could. I feel like they may have gotten a little complacent, but during that time, so it's basically you kind of turned it off. But now you can't turn it back on. So you you can't have that type of mentality if that is the type of, if that is the situation that's going on. Players have said this, and I'm just like, is that that might be a coaching issue? Why are your players feeling complacent? Why is it that four or five weeks ago when you clinched the division, you just went downhill from there? Now, our defense has never really been much. I'm going to be honest. Our defense has not been much at all. Um, but you at least think that offense, the defense allows 27 points. The offense has the ability to score 32 points. And they still have that ability, but something's not clicking. It's deeper than what we see on the field. That's what I think. Um, and it could potentially impact them in this come upcoming playoffs because I, I just don't know how they're going to be able to fix it and turn it back on. Now, Jalen, I don't think Jalen has truly been healthy all season. Speak to that mm-hmm. a little um, I know he had a knee thing early on, and you could tell he wasn't really running as hard or he wasn't running as effectively. Um, he definitely wasn't <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure, guys. I don't know. He, this this kid, I, I love him dearly. I love his mentality. But he does not talk about his injuries at all. He hates it. He doesn't even like to be asked about it. Um, but see, me, I'm different. I, it's not an excuse. If you're on the field, you have to produce. Um, you know, I know he just hurt his finger. They said he'll be fine. You, you've got to play well. It's just I really feel like it's more of the coaching staff not putting these players in position to be successful. When you watch these games, they recycle the same plays over and over. <laughs> it's about a handful of plays. I just watch the, go back and watch a game, maybe about eight plays max, and they will just recycle the same play over and over. The offensive line has the same formation throughout the game. No matter if someone's blitzing, whatever the defense may do, they have that same formation throughout the entire course of the game. Um, so to me, you kind of become predictable, right? So I'm look, Jalen's been injured, but I just think there's they really have to fix in that in that locker room or in film study or just get better advice as far as the coaching. I don't know what Nick Sirianni is doing. I don't know what these coordinators are doing, but I don't think it has anything to do with Jalen being injured. So last year you weren't expected to go to the Super Bowl, and you made it all the way to the Super Bowl. This year you were a Super mm-hmm. Bowl favorite, and now you're on the road for the first round of the of the playoffs. I, mm-hmm. I do agree with what you said. I do think that there is something wrong over there that has to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess expectations can change during the course of the season. That's what uh, Jay says, right? 
stay woke. <laughs> yeah, always. always. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to pull his one-liner. Um, I, to be honest with you, I really don't think if the Eagles were playing to what they were a, capable of playing and they were still in this position, I honestly don't think they would care if they was at home or on the road. You always want to be right. home because that's your, your fan base. But if you look at their record prior to this losing streak that they just happened to go on, they actually were a better road team than a lot of teams in the NFL. Um, they had one of the best road uh, winning records in the NFL the last so many years. So I really don't think that's a problem. Um, but, I, guys, I'm speechless. Like, I don't know. This is this collapse. I don't know if I could say I'm shocked as a Philadelphia fan. You know, I don't get too upset because, like I said last night, you know, I, I was born in the 90s. The Eagles ain't didn't win their first Super Bowl until 2017. So losing is not something that uh, we're not right. used to, but it's just how they're losing right now. And I think that's the most frustrating part to this whole situation. It seems like they do not care. There's no care factor. And that's a problem. And they keep saying the same thing over and over, but nothing gets fixed yeah. on the field. And I think it was a bad situation um, or adjustment that they made, what, just a couple weeks ago when they changed their defensive coordinator. To me, it was yeah. just too late to do that. That's something you do early in the season at the bye week when you have more time to work on it. So they're in crunch time. It's basically like you're in college. Your term paper is due tomorrow, and you haven't even started. <laughs> so, so they they they're on that type of time. Um, so I'm pretty sure, at least I hope, they're going to be working overtime this week to try to figure it out. Um, but another thing that I'm not too sure about: these players have off, I believe, today and Thursday. They gave them off on, no, I'm sorry, uh, Tuesday, yesterday, and they're going to have off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. sure that's a good idea. But right. we'll see what happens. That's I, I don't get it. I, I'm not understanding it. Okay, well, that, that, that was all I had. All right, Britt, I, you know, I know you're there, man. I know you're in Philly. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I have to ask you this question. You know, you're you're right there in, in the heart of things, and, you know, Philly fans don't bite their tongue for, for anything. Mm-hmm. But I have a two-part question here. Nick Seriani, did he – has he, I should say, has he, from what you're hearing, has he lost the locker room? And two, if they do lose this game to, to, to Tampa Bay, is he going to be is he going to be going right after that? What say you about those questions? I don't know if he lost the locker room. Um, hmm. Hmm. I say it this way. I feel like the players have respect for him. But the question is, do they believe in what he's doing? Okay. So I think he may have lost it as far as philosophy-wise, as far as just the person, excuse me, that's I'm sorry, in his statute, um, or him being a coach of the team. I think that's where the respect mm-hmm. lies. I just don't know if they truly believe in what he's doing. He's lost the fan base for right now. <laughs> I can tell mm-hmm. you that. Uh, going yeah. through... The city of Philadelphia, they they are tight. They're they're. I don't know if I can say it. Ah, they're pissed. They're they're really yeah. upset. Um, and they're you know fans are like, if he cannot win this game against the Bucks, it's time to get get him out of here. Um, now to say that he has accomplished a lot in the three years he's been here. So yeah. 
first year playoff, second year he's been to the Super Bowl, third year, which is this year, he's back in the playoffs again. So I don't know if Jeffrey Lurie is going to fire him. Uh, similar situation with Doug Peterson. I think Jeffrey Lurie is going to require that he chooses different coordinators. Jeffrey yeah, Lurie is going to lay out, these are the coordinators I want you to have. If you take these coordinators, you could stay. But if not, it could be like a Doug Peterson situation where we all assume he was fired. No, it was just that Doug Peterson did not want to let go of his coordinators that he selected um, after, you know, becoming a a Super Bowl uh, uh, head coach. Um, And that's what led to to him parting ways uh, with the Eagles organization. So it could be a similar situation like that. But if you ask me, I say yes, because I don't know what Nick Sirianni does. You know, right. so called he manages the team. The coordinators call the plays. Um, yeah. He manages the team during I don't know what he does, if it's up to me, yes, let him go. <laughs> but I I do understand from his success standpoint if they keep him. Yeah, Brent, and, and, and you know what, you mentioned the coordinators and that's my that was my next question is like, you know, how much are these guys or the fan base or just you know, forget the fan base, yourself, how much are you you know, you know, playing um, you know, putting a, a finger on the fact that you guys not only lost your defensive coordinator you lost your, your offensive coordinator as well. So you brought mm-hmm. in two new coordinators, and then throughout the season, a latter part of the season, you changed your defensive coordinator as far as the, the play calling goes. How much um, are, you putting a, are you putting a blame on that as far as being a factor into – but you've got to keep in mind, 10-1 and one is – I don't care who the coordinator is, 10-1 and one, ten and one is 10-1. Right. and one. But how much are you guys putting a, you know, you know, that as a, uh, a factor in this? Uh Here's the thing with the coordinators. I feel like the organization as a whole has this particular philosophy on both sides of the ball where the coordinators are not exactly able to have a type of offense or defense that they would like to have, if that makes sense. So, And you can see it from even when the Super Bowl – I'm sorry, well, even when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. They had Jim Schwartz back then, right? But they had this such passive type of defense where they would just – have their uh, uh, corners 10 yards off the receiver. Um, They never really blitz. They have some sort of shell constantly, not quite like the Vikings shells, well, like Vikings from last year, not quite that like that shell, but they would just be so far back. Um, But when you look at Jim Swartz now with the Browns, he's very aggressive. Yeah. So they have this more passive style of defense to me that doesn't fit uh, these players at all. So it's not helping them. To me, it's hurting them even more. And then on the offense, a similar situation, they have such a more passive, they just want to pass, pass, pass. When the coordinators yeah. themselves may want to do something else, they're not able to because of what the organization's philosophy is. And we've seen that with coordinators who have gone and became head coaches or coordinators who have gone and decided to uh, become an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator for another team, their philosophy is completely different. I think that's the problem. I don't know who it's yeah. coming from. I don't know if it's a Jeffrey Lurie thing. I don't know if it's – I don't think it will be a Harry Roseman thing. I'm not sure. He, to me, he's more of a numbers <laughs> guy, although he is a GM. But there's someone in this organization that set this philosophy since the end. When they won the Super Bowl, I just think it got worse. It did not help them as much. And they're trying to ride off, off of the talent that they have on both sides of the ball. And to me, they need a change. So yeah. I put some – 
you got to put some blame on the coordinators because they're a part of the yeah. team. But I can't Absolutely. put all the blame on the coordinators because this is Nick, Sirian- Nick Sirianni's offense that they are calling, and it needs to be fixed. Yeah, great stuff there, Brace. So appreciate you giving the insight on the Philly. So with that being said, I have to ask you, your Don't thoughts, your prediction. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> your thoughts and your prediction. So on Monday night's game, how, how do you see this from playing out? Uh, which Eagles are my going to get? <laughs> that's the question. That's, 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 the, the, that's the question. That's the $100,000 oh. question right there. <laughs> Last night I said I was going to go with the Bucks. Right. Yeah. Um, K. Walk, you said I was a little too harsh on my team. You know, I came on here. I try to, I, you know, I I I try to come with a little bit different type of vibe today. You know, (laughs) on a long day. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure if I can. Um, I love my team. I just don't like them right now. Um, And I'm not sure. I like that. I like that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I could change my pick. Ugh, but you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I feel like this changing of the pick is going to be a mistake. If the Eagles somehow in crunch time could at least get back to what they were at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. uh, and they weren't great then. If you want to look at those games, they weren't that yeah, great then. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, yeah, we talked about that. Right especially defensively, um, if they could somehow at least get back to that, if they can decide to stick with the run game, because that's where we excel the most at, um, versus getting away from it, I could see the Eagles winning this game. Um, they're going to have to deal with the blitz. That's been another major issue the last time in the game. They haven't been dealing with the blitz very well. Um, they've been trying to draw up these long routes. I don't get it. But yeah. if they could – show us something else in a little bit of time, then, yes, I I can see the Eagles winning this game. I still think it's going to be a close game. Um, I'm going to say, like, a 21-17 game. Okay. The Eagles, they just lost a lot of faith right now. They they lost, lost a lot of faith, faith in their fan base, and I'm not sure they could turn around in such a short time. So I'm going to go with them, but I'm heading to All right. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It, it's a dip. We got a good buddy, Special K, on here, uh, Britt, who's a diehard Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. So he's listening. He's probably, I don't know what he's doing, but I can just, I'm just visioning him saying, shaking his head like, nah, not going to happen. But um, I'm going to say this. I did talk to my son today, who's a diehard um, uh, Eagles fan. And I, I don't, you know, the Eagles fans and him, and knowing me, he's very confident in his teams, but he's not confident, just like you. I guess the entire fan base is feeling the same way, and rightfully so. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. sitting there saying, okay, well, if we, if we win this game, then we'll have to play this. I say, he said, Dad, I just – oh, he called me Pops. I'm sorry. He said, Pops, I don't want to – I don't want to play you guys in the second round. I just don't want to play you guys mm-hmm. in the second round. So, but, yeah, and it's a different vibe there for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. I really think that they they are playing possum. I'm going to stick by my 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 gut, and I think they're playing possum. And I think they're going to come out, um, and you know we're we're, we're going to see uh, you know a, a really good game. But um, for sure, I know Kay wants to say, Kay, you got anything you want to say, brother? I just try to feel it. I just feel it to the. No, to no, the, no. The, you know I respect it. You know I respect okay. it. You know the uh, right. light twenty one seventeen. Um, kind of funny. I had twenty two thirteen. You know. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. I respect it. You know, I always say first to twenty one. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna stick with that. If they get the twenty one first, 
it, it might be an L for us. We don't score like that. But uh, if, if we get there first, it's a wrap. Cancel he always game. says that, Brett. Brett, he always says that. First to 21 with the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the, is the one of the game. I, so I hope you both go. Go ahead, Brett. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I'll say this, K-Walk, as far as I'm playing possible. The only thing I'll say is Nick Sirianni does hold on to plays. Um, he'll wait until the playoffs to put him out there, uh, which most most coaches do. But that's just going right. back to the they only play about eight or nine plays over the course of a season throughout again okay. over the course of a game throughout the season, and then he'll oh. all of a sudden open up the playbook um, in, in the playoffs, which irritates us as well because, like you said, yeah. that leads you to be predictable. So that may help. That may help. Right. But my concern is mentality. I think that's where my concern is. You got complacent, but where's your mentality? All right, good stuff there. And again, ladies, that's Brittany Jones. Uh, she, you know, she knows sports on Thursday nights with uh, Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, 7 p.m. Catch us Tuesday nights live on YouTube and anywhere you get your, uh, your 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 podcast, Spotify, Apple, anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, 7 p.m., the, the sideline speaks. Check us out. So we go from 7, 7 to whatever, <laughs> you know, depending on <laughs> what the topics are. We don't look at the time. So uh, always uh, always a pleasure doing, uh, you, know, um, you know, doing sports, with, talking sports with you, Britt. You always bring it. Britt, if you can stick around. We're about to dive into, you know, East Scott's segment. Um, but I want to just talk a little bit on some of these other games uh, before we get into that. Um, just go through, like, kind of a rapid fire here, if you will, E. And uh, we talked about the Cowboys and, and, and Packers. Um, let's talk about here, E. Let's go, let's, go, uh, let's go Steelers at Bills here, E. Let's go. We got Sunday, 1 o'clock. Steelers at Bills. Steelers got in um, and with a lot of help, too, man, um, you know, um, uh, Mike Tomlin's uh, sort of about seven, 17 straight uh, seasons with a winning or a non-losing record, I should say. Um, and they're going into Bill's Mafia, uh, going to be cold there as well. But Pittsburgh is used to that as well. But what say you about this game, E? How do you see this one playing out? Well, I, I do think the Buffalo, Buffalo is a better team. I don't know how the Steelers managed to steal their way to right? the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you look about around week five, six, somewhere in there, they had the, their whole division was in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then Pittsburgh just fell off all of a sudden. But then again, like you said, Mark Tomlin has never had a losing season, and he managed to rally the troops, if you will, and now they're in the playoffs. But I, I do have Buffalo winning this one. All right, good stuff. Kate, what, what say you about how you feel about this game? This, this is my second upset of the week. You did say um, that. You did say that, Michigan. Yeah, man, I got I got I got Pittsburgh uh, uh, sneaking wild. Wow. Wow, you know um, these guys snuck in. Let, let alone snuck in, got a ten-win season. At one point, we were talking about should it be Tomlin's job? You know what I mean? Um, so I, I got them. I got the troops rallying and uh, uh, doing a little. I told you so. Um, Najee and uh, Warren running the ball a little heavy. Yeah. And yeah, I got them boys uh, going up in Buffalo, playing Steeler Nation football and, and stealing one. Wow. Uh, that's, that's let me see. Four, I'm going to go 17-10, 17-13. Good 
Okay, good stuff. Britt, what, what, what say you about this game? I know we, you picked the last um, game before our listeners. As much as I would love the Steelers to win, because they are my second team, guys. You know, as an Eagles fan, you need a second team. They became my second team. <laughs> um, you it's know, and I would love it, but, Right, exactly. Um, but, yeah, they're missing T.J. Watt. I think that's a big miss for them on the defensive side of the ball. He's not playing. Um, and I just still think they're they're a little young. Um, is the quarterback Kenny Pickett still right? Because they were going in and out for a second. No, they're going to go so, with um, no, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Mason, Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then they still had George, George Pickens. Yes. As much as I like George Pickens, I just don't think they have enough against this dynamic Buffalo Bills team. And Buffalo Bills, they've been hitting on all cylinders the last so many games. Um, to get them into the playoffs. So I think Josh Allen and Fon Diggs will have enough big-time connections. Uh, I believe they play Saturday or something like that where they're going to take this one. So I'm going with the Bills. I say without T.J. Watt, I'm going to say a 28-16 to 16 game. I don't think the Steelers are going to score much. I think it's going to be a little bit of a blowout. Yeah, Brett, I have to agree with you there because, you know what, you know, the Steelers don't give the ball enough to George Pickens. I don't know what it is, uh, you know, about that. You know, they, 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 they love the run game with Warren and um, and uh, and uh, Nachi Harris there. I love that mm-hmm. one-two punch, man. But they don't, they just don't give the ball to George Pickens enough. I don't know what it is. Mason Rudolph is scared to, to throw the ball to him. They just don't call plays for him. I, I just don't know what it is. But um, unless they do that, it's going to be a long uh, game. Uh, it's going to be a long game for them. So I'm going to I'm, I'm going to take the Bills, man. And 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 Kay, if you if your your prediction comes to fruition, man, you know I'm going to praise you next week, man, for, brother. If you if you come on, uh, but I got the Bills, man. Bills at home. That Bills mafia is something different. I think Josh Allen is in playoff mode. I think he's focused, and I and I think they're going to ride off. I um, mean, you know, ride that. That that momentum. I know you don't like that word from week to week, but I'm gonna use that momentum from last week's game against the Dolphins. So I'm gonna take the Bills. All right, uh, next game here, real quick. Uh, what we got? Let's go. Uh, e. Let's go. Uh, Rams at Lions. We got the Rams, and uh, you know we got. It's kind of a um, you know a, a, a switch of two quarterbacks. We got J, uh, Jared uh, Goff. We got Matthew Stafford, Britt. <laughs> Last night, ladies and gentlemen, Last night, I swore I was. I swore Sam Bradford was, was the quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. But nonetheless, we got uh, two quarterbacks playing against their former teams uh, here. E, um, what say you about this game again? Rams at Detroit. Now this one is a hard one to pick. I mean, because it is a double revenge game. You got Stafford mm-hmm. going back into Detroit, and then you got golf facing the Rams. Where you know your boy McVay said, "Hey, I'm a quarterback away. This dude ain't it. Get me Stafford." He got Stafford won the Super Bowl. So I do think I do think that's going to be some extra motivation for golf. Um, I'm going to go Detroit in this one because they're at home. I just think it'll be a close game. I don't know the health of Cooper Cup, how he's gonna do. Yeah. So I I I do think uh, now your boy, uh, what's your boy name? Puka Nakua. He's playing. Yeah, the rookie. Yeah, the rookie. Yeah. yeah, he he he's playing excellent over there. But I do uh-huh. get the edge to Detroit in this one. All right. Okay. What say you about this game, bud? Um. 
Boy, this is ooh. You know, I think Jared Goff is is, is looking his chops right now. You understand me? <laughs> y'all got y'all got rid of me? Okay, yeah. I think not uh, Jared. Yeah, I think he's uh, over excited. Um, I actually. I got this game being ugly early. What I mean by ugly, like it's going to be some turnovers. It's going to be like a little high school game, man, because I think he's going to be that anxious to, to put something on him. On the flip side, it's, it's, it's staff going back to Detroit. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's you know, got a lot of little headlines to go with this game. Um, right. But um, I give the edge to Detroit. Um, they've been – uh, the more consistent team, I think, in the AFC uh, behind Baltimore, um, even though they're not talk- not AFC, I'm sorry, in NFC um, behind San Francisco, even though they're not talked about that way. Um, so yeah, I, I got I got Detroit man by uh, two touchdowns, 28-14. And I can you gotta right. look at it. Not only did they get rid of golf. Golf them took a Super Bowl and they got rid right. of him. But then again, right. you can't say it was the wrong decision because you bring Stafford in and he wins said Super Bowl. So yeah, you're right. There are a lot of headlines here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for it, sure, when they traded uh, golf to Detroit, uh, Detroit at the time was a dumpster fire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like we, yeah, yeah, we done with you. Uh, you almost out the league type deal. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, it's, whew. A lot of headlines. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Uh, Britt, what say you about this game? And um, I know right now um, – no, go ahead, Britt. I'll let you go ahead and I'll, 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 I'll uh, chime in on my thoughts. Um, let's see. I think this game could go either way. You know, early in the season, I think I would have said Detroit all the way. But Detroit kind of uh, 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 fell off a little bit towards the end of the season. They they started to struggle a little bit. Um, whew, let's see. This this game is hard, guys. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go the other route. I'm gonna go the other route on this one. Um, I I just feel like the Rams are hitting on all cylinders right now. Ooh, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but no, you know what? I like Puka Nakua Pokemon. I don't know how to say his name. I'm sorry. Pokemon. <laughs> um, uh, remember, they still, I believe he's healthy, right? Cooper Cup, I know he's always in and out of the lineup, yeah. but I think he's healthy now. Matthew Stafford has been there, done that before, and he has won. And I know he's older, but I think guys kind of forget about him just a little bit because he's older. He's not quite what he used to, but he's still a force. And that's Aaron Donald. Um, he could be a little bit of a game changer still. Um, I believe he felt oh. he was going to play. So that may help. I know the Lions have uh, Hutchinson on that side. Yeah. Ooh, this is hard. You know what? I'm going to go with the Rams. My final answer. I'm done with it. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going with the Rams. I still think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to say it's going to be maybe about a 24-21 game. I think it'll be tight. Yeah, I mean, I I'm looking at this game and last night, Britt, I think I think I took the Rams because I didn't know what Laporta's uh, status was going to be or situation. So um, since uh, Laporta, 
uh, is open. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, the, that means the door in Spanish. So the door is open to come back and uh, and play in this game. So I'm going. I, if Laporta, if the door is open, ladies and gentlemen, he's ready to go. I'm going he's with playing. the lines. He's he's is he playing? He is playing? No, no, I'm playing. If it's open. Oh, oh, oh you asked. Okay, no, no. He but Dan Campbell didn't rule him out, and so right now. Mm-hmm. It's a, he's questionable. So if he mm-hmm. goes, we're going to assume to use uh, E. Scott's term. If he's on the field, that means he's healthy. So if he's on the field, I'm going to go with the, the Lions because I, I, I think that they have their home, first and foremost, and that defense. You mentioned uh, Britt Hutchinson. I, I like them. And then they have that two-headed monster um, in the backfield with Gibbs, uh, with Gibbs and also um, – uh, Montgomery um, as well, and then you, you have you have St. Brown. I mean, they have a ton of weapons, and Jared and and Jared Golf is going to come out there and willing to play. I know I picked the Rams last night, ladies and gentlemen. If you watch the sideline speaks, um, so but I'm going to change my mind here because I think since Laporta is open, the door is open to come back. I'm going with the Lions here. I'm going with the Lions in the close one. All right, last game, and then we've got, we've got to dive into E. Scott's uh, segment here real quick. E, uh, we've got the Browns at uh, the surprising Texans. Wow. Um, we got the Browns with led by Joe Flacco. We've got the old man versus the young man. we got Joe Flacco versus C.J. Stroud. E, we, we couldn't have scripted this any better, man. It really is. And the Texans are, are hosting a playoff game. Good gracious, and and the Browns are eleven and six. Texans are ten and seven. How do you see this one playing out? Well, this one is a really tough one. I mean, because Joe Flacco has been playing excellent ball since he's been back, but I really, really like that kid C.J. Stroud, and I'm a huge fan of D'Amico Ryan's. So. Out of out of fandom, I'm gonna go with Houston in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland wins because it could go either way. All right, good stuff. Okay, what say you, brother? Okay, might be on mute. Yeah, I was on mute. My bad. Um, I like Cleveland, man. I think the defense is the truth. Um, if nothing else, Flacco at least knows how to not turn over the ball in the playoffs. And let defense do their thing. He's been there, done that. Um, Texas, um, I picked them to win their division. They did. D'Amico Ryan, I think, is a coach of the year. Um, he should get it. Um, but I think this is the end of the road. Uh, I like Cleveland 21 10. All right, good stuff. Hey, we got another one, Britt. We got another one who picked the division. You picked the division. Um, I, yeah, you did. You did. And, and you picked it early in the mm-hmm. season, too, um, as well. So shout out to Brittany Jones for picking the Texans to win the uh, AFC South. But um, how do you see this game playing out, Britt? Yeah, it's not too many of us that picked the Texans. Um, people told me I was out of my mind and like back in September when I said that. <laughs> me included. Me included. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, as much and I like this Texans team. Uh, K Walk, I told you a thousand times how much I like this Texans team. I love Demico Ryan. I think experience is going to be a key, play a key factor. Um, experience, and then on the on the Browns, they have Miles Miles Garrett. I don't know yeah. how you shut him down. Um, if it's not injury that shuts him down, I don't see anybody really shutting him down. So I think they'll struggle yeah. a little bit with Miles Garrett on the, on that defense. So. The Browns' offense is, to me, is not the strongest, but that defense carries them a lot. 
Yes. So because of that and experience, um, I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to say, I feel like this might be a closer one as well. I'm going to say maybe about 21, 21-14 uh, maybe. Okay. All right, good stuff. I'm just going to copy and paste what uh, Brittany, uh, Brittany Jones just said, <laughs> to be honest with you, because that's exactly how I feel. I think um, the, the, the rookie C.J. Uh, Stroud is going to hit that, that rookie wall. I think that defense um, of the Browns, even though he's going to have a little bit of that, that, uh, that um, fandom, the home fandom, the fans are going to be rowdy, but I think the, the Browns fans are going to travel well. So I'm going to go. I'm going to pick the Browns as well. I'm going to take the Browns here. I think that defense is going to be too much for the rookie and that offense. But shout-out to D'Amico Ryan and, and C.J. Stroud for sure um, if they don't get by. All right, good stuff there, guys. Um, that's that's uh, all the time that we have there. Ladies and gentlemen, Brent, I hope you can stay or stick around. I'm putting up to 2 5 $225 for E.E. Scott's statement here. here. All right, cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. So we got stuff a good one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for our longtime listeners, um, if you, you if you if you've been listening, you already know. If you don't know, stay on your toes. It's that time for uh, for East Scott's entertainment segment. All right, it's East Scott and K Walk and East Scott. Never had a school sports radio. Be right back. Uh, <laughs> how you do that, dear? How you do that death? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that death? Let me get a face, Charles. How you do that death? Shreveport, Mississippi. How you do that death? Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that death? Florida, Arkansas. How you do that death? Who that? They want to do that. Run Hey, what's up, guys? So we're going to jump right on into it. Uh, Britt, I do feel you're at a bit of a disadvantage because of the year uh-huh. you were born, but I, I think you, you, you'll get some of these. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three actors, and you'll tell me the movie that they were in. Again, um, like some of the movies are, are a little bit before your time, Britt, but it, they're all popular movies, which I'm sure you've heard of. K-Walk, we're going to start okay. with you. All right. Uh, you know, I always start with uh, number one. Let's go with number one. Number one, we got Anthony Edwards, Clarence Gilliard, and Meg Ryan. Uh, that is Top Gun, final way. Highway to the <laughs> danger zone. That is the correct answer. So, that's okay. You are on next. Thirteen. Number thirteen, Bernie Mac, Chris Tucker, and Tiny Ooh. Lister. Tommy Lester. Oh, that is the correct movie. But we got one through nineteen. Uh, fifteen. Number fifteen. Robin Gibbons, Chris Rock, David Allen Greer. Oh, you know this, Brent. Chris Robin Rock. Gibbons, Chris Rock, David Allen Greer. Uh, I don't know yeah, this one. I'm going to say, say I'm gonna, she ain't going to know that. I'm going to just say Blank Man. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> K-Walk, it rolls over to you. <laughs> yeah, that's Boomerang. That's one of my, my, uh, my, my Rob Crossroad movies. <laughs> is the correct answer. K-Walk, where are you? All right, give me number eight. Number eight. Number eight. Omar Epps, Richard T. Jones, Tay Diggs. 
Uh, that's the wood, final answer. The wood is the correct answer. Social K. You get 14. Number 14. Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Red Fox. Harlem Nights, final answer. Harlem Nights is the correct answer. Britt, we back on you. Oh, man, can I get some of the main characters? <laughs> not Chris some, Rock, some, Eddie Murphy. Some of them back up, and now some of them are the main characters. Classic characters. You know I just talk crap. All right, let's see. Somebody say number six. Uh, no, number six is available. Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta. Oh, oh so I don't know. I don't know if this is the right one, but this is one of my favorite movies. If this is the right one, Joe Pesci wasn't even in that one. Never mind. I don't know it. Uh, I give up. Say uh, it. I don't know. Say no, 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 no. Say it, Brent. Say it, Brent. Say what? Don't don't say the movie you thought it was. What it is? Don't don't say I don't know. You got to at least give it give yourself a chance. Who the who the the actors again? Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta. Oh, crap. I don't know. Um, oh. I was one of them gangster movies. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, Godfather. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, it rolls over to you. Goodfellas, final answer. Ah. Goodfellas, is, Goodfellas is the correct answer. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, where are you? All right, give me number. Oh, man. You never give me my good numbers, man. 19. Give me four. I'll take four. Number four. Spike Lee, Rosie Perez, Samuel Jackson. Why can I get that one? Uh, <laughs> Samuel Jackson. What's it? Rosie Perez. Samuel Jackson was in that movie? Do the right thing? Final answer. That is correct. Yeah, he was a DJ. Whew. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was about in, a, in, a, in the booth. That's great. 16. Number 16. Where we at? Eric LaSalle, John Amos, Samuel Jackson. Oh, man. That's an easy one. No. Brittany, roll over to you. Coming to America? Say it. There you go. That is correct. Coming to America (laughs) is the correct. That is the correct answer. Yeah. And we are on you. Brett. Eight, number eight. I took that, yeah. Oh, you took that one? Number, number nine? Okay. Uh, number nine. Morris Chestnut, Cuba Gooden Jr., Regina King. Ah, you got this, Brent. Oh, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> there you go. That is correct. Brent on a comeback. Uh-oh. Okay, well, all right. Give me give me number nine. Where are we at? Number, give me my quarterback. Number seven. <clears throat> Number seven, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, James Wood. All right. That, uh, I always know the answer. Casino, final answer. Please tell me that. Casino, casino is the correct answer. All right, cool. So it's okay. 17. Number 17. Daily Double. You have 10. Britt has 10. K has 30. You mean your old 10P chicken, man. 6-4. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Jackson, 
Lawrence Fishburne, Giancarlo Eposito. Ooh. Samuel Jackson, Lawrence Fishburne, Giancarlo Eposito. Wow. I don't know. Um, man, I don't know. Fishburne. Thanks, brother. Uh, when I say it, y'all all know it. I'm, 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 man, I'm going to just jump out the matrix. I am. No, the correct answer was school days. I knew oh. that. Wow. <laughs> that was wow. Britt, 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 where are you? All right, uh, let's see. What numbers do we have? Do we have, we have two? No, 13. We have two, 12. three, five. Let's see, we have, you said 12? Yes. Okay, 12. <clears throat> easy one for you, Britt. Kids play Martin Lawrence. How funny. <laughs> That is correct. Okay, well. All right. All right. Give me number two. Number two. Samuel Jackson, Queen Latifah, Cindy Heron. Cindy Heron is the chick from Involved. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. Queen Latifah and Samuel L. Jackson. Ah, Queen Latifah. Was he? No, he. She wasn't in that. He wasn't in that movie. Um, Queen Latifah. Ah, I'm so mad at myself. I don't know, bro. I'm just gonna say set it off. I, Final I think answer. I know this one. I think I know That's this. Okay. Sam Jackson, Queen Latifah, Cindy Heron. You don't know it. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Ah. Uh, <sighs> Um, Shaft, final answer. Rick, it rolls over to you. I hope this is the right one. I know two of the three are in there. Juice? Juice is the correct name. What? Kevin Walker. That is my my favorite movie. Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite. Wow. I couldn't think of, I couldn't. Who was was the invoke? What what was it? What, uh, who? What? The, the, you said the invoke check? Yeah. She was Q's girlfriend. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, didn't I know that? She, she was yeah. the nurse. Oh, no, no. I, when Steel, oh, when Steel one, got yeah, shot yeah. at the end, she was the chick, yeah. Oh, no, uh, Yolanda, yeah, I know, Yolanda. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Scott. 18. Number... Where is it? 18. Tupac, Dwayne Martin... Leon. Above the ring, signing That's that a slam That's a slam dunk. Britt, where are you? Uh, I'll tell you what we got uh, left. You should have said Brandon Matt. We got <laughs> three, five, ten, eleven, and nineteen. And nineteen. Let's go with eleven. Number 11, a daily double. Took my number. Let's see, Britt, you have 20. Sister K has 5. K-Walk has 35. Uh, so how do I do this? I just put a number out there? Yeah, how I many you want to risk? No, uh, mind, if you don't get them, you lose these points. We're going to go five points. I'm not coming in last, so. 
Okay. For five points. Yeah, you you probably not gonna know this one. This was the hardest one on the right. Uh, Henry Fonda, Jane Fonda, Catherine Hepburn. Oh my gosh. Um It's one of my all time favorite movies. So it's an old movie. Oh, I think I know that. I gotta I gotta thank my mom. My mom was she loves Jane Fonda. Okay, so what was it again? Henry Fonda. Henry, Henry Fonda, Jane Fonda, Catherine Hepburn. I don't know. Uh, Did this have sequels? Uh, can I get the year? The, the origin? Sure. Uh, <laughs> that was big. Uh, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, the morning after. I have no idea. <laughs> no, the correct answer was on Golden Pond. Oh, no, I think I could call. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't going to get that. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. Uh, let me see. Give me number three. Number three, Daily Double. <laughs> all right, I'm you gonna be 35. smart. And, yeah, there's no more Daily Doubles, and two are left. Three are left on the board, right? All right. Actually, no four. Um, give me, uh, give me Ted. I'll do Ted. I'll do Ted here. Man. I'll do Ted. Regina King, Regina King, Joe Torrey. Ah, oh, that's, uh, that's, uh, Poetic Justice, final answer. That is correct. <laughs> Such K. Okay. What's love? Uh, give me 19. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sandra Bullock. Matthew McConaughey, Samuel Jackson. Oh, uh, I think I know that one. I know this movie. I can't remember the damn name, man. Central Box. Yeah, I am going to hold it burn to hell. Um, Samuel Jackson. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, man, I know the I movie, didn't know the name I can't remember the name. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know the name uh, of the movie. <clears throat> What's the name of the movie, man? Check it. I can up against time. I'm gonna give you credit for saying yes. They deserve to die and hope they burn. You, yeah, okay. you always <laughs> I'm say gonna, that. I'm, I'm gonna give yeah. you credit for this. Uh, <laughs> the name of the movie. Uh, the name of the movie is a time. The name of the movie is a time to kill. But yeah, but I'm gonna go ahead and give you credit for that. So I'm scared. I'm proud of you. Uh, you always say that. You always say that. Too. I knew you that. Always that always <laughs> Let's see, Brick, we got five and ten. You have 11? Oh, no, Brick's 11. Um, I, yeah, remember that was the hardest one? Let's go yeah. with ten. Number ten, Lorenz Tate, Jada Pickett-Smith, too short. What? She don't know. Oh. You said Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate, Jada Pickett-Smith, Oh, my gosh, I didn't know this. They was on the beach. In Virginia, what is the name of that movie? Oh my goodness! Well, no, let me no, stop no. you there. Let me stop you there. That that's nowhere near it. They weren't on. They weren't on the beach there. I know what you think about that. Ain't it? Lorraine, Jane, Pickett Smith, and Too Short. Yeah, it's an um, old old. Go yeah. to the complete other coast. Yeah. Located on what? Yes. I can't. I can't hear that. What you said the last part. Um. Uh, Right, yes, then, okay, on the West Coast. Uh, on the West Coast. Crap, then I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. 
Uh, I'm gonna have to take you guess, aren't I? Forget it. I don't know. Lorenz paid the. I don't know. Dead president. I know it's wrong. Kill up. It rolls over to you. No, Is that no, the inkwell? The inkwell no. no. No, that's okay. what I it thought it was. Menace to society, Connie. Correct. Oh, oh really? Oh, too too short. What to do to, to cook it to crack? You got that right, Kay? Yeah. Yeah, Kay got it. All right. And then the cool. last All one, right. K-Walk, is yours. Al Pacino, Marlon Brando, James Caan. Uh, uh, the Godfather uh, series. <laughs> and that's the only Godfather one. Marlon Brando's only in one. Oh, James Caan gets right, right. get killed in one, so he's not in two. That's but, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to you. So, yeah, we got you with 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40. K-Walk with 15. I mean, Special K with 15. Britt finishes with 15. So you didn't finish last, Britt. K-Walk, cue the music. Indeed. Medals <laughs> round my neck because I won, I won. Now my mama said, cause I won, I won. Good so guys. Um, I appreciate you playing with me. I tried to make some of them easy, some of them were a little more difficult. K-Walk retains the 25. We'll see what we can come up with next week. K-Walk looks like we're up against the clock, so you can take us all home. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And, um, yes, next week the 25 will be up uh, as well, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm just trying to hold on to re- retain that, uh, that, that, that 25 as long as I possibly can. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, I want you guys to know, for all my listeners, I have no heads up on this, okay? I have no heads up on this whatsoever. So I come into it just as blind as our, our, as our caller. So I'm taking all the challenges. I, you know, I put up the 25 because I take it on, on challenges. As long as East Scott can keep it, you know, TV, whatever, you know. <laughs> so whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm golden at that. So don't, don't, don't test me there. But anyway, um, nonetheless, um, like I always like to do, ladies and gentlemen, I want to leave you guys with something, uh, something positive. And uh, this week I want to leave you with this, uh, is uh, that sometimes we're tested not to show our weaknesses, but to discover our strengths, all right? For E. Scott, I am K. Walk. For Sports Talk, K. Walk and E. Scott will never had it so good sports radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. Yo.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.